Liberator! This is Villa! I'm stuck with the Blake 7 in character podcast! I need teleport now! This is Blake 7 in character, the podcast that travels at standard by five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Well, there's no rest all for the wicked this week. Uh, I, I had to say that before you. Yeah, I thought you might have come up with that, so I had to get in there quick. You've stolen my will to live already. Um, mm. <laughs> I was wondering when the first pun would come in. Because if, well, if, if ever there's puns and jokes and laughs galore, it's going to be with this character, isn't it? Oh, blast it. You know what? We should have got you know worse jokes or cracker yeah. jokes and <gasps> interspersed it. Yeah. Mm. You should do a quick Google search. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, the world's no, worst no. jokes. No, no, Trump, no, no. Trump Our listener Trump. doesn't deserve that. No, no. no. <laughs> I just can't believe we're here at Villa. We're, I, do we're, you know what? It's scary, really, isn't it? It's, it was bad so enough server last yeah. week, but Villa. But thinking about it, we've been, you know, podcast recording every week for almost two years now. Yeah. So it was going to happen sooner or later, and here we are. Well, it, I mean, much as we'd like to carry on forever. I think eventually, I mean, we will be repeating ourselves continuously, won't we, if we carry on? We would rather. We would yeah. rather. All right. So here we go then. Uh, Villa, Villa Restall. Um, your thoughts on, can you think back what you thought of Villa yeah, back I, when transmission occurred? I always liked Villa. I always, uh, he was always the one I identified with. I think everyone likes Villa. So it's just any, any character with a bit of a humor to him. You know, it's the Dr. Smith style thing, isn't it, no matter how horrible their character is. I'm not saying Villa's a horrible character, but how horrible a character's character is. Bit of humour. Don't mind. Put up with it. No. But Villa's always been... Well, sort of... He's in there with the top three, isn't he? No matter what list you want to take. I've never met anyone that say they don't like Villa. No. I'm sure there are. Somewhere. No, no. And uh, my, my sister, my late sister, you know, she was a big Blake 7 fan and, yeah. and Villa was her favourite, you know. And um, it is, it is the humour side yeah. of it, isn't it? I can remember, um, I mean, when Blake 7 first came out, I was at college and I can remember wanting to be like Avon and be as cool as Avon, but yeah. identifying more with Villa because that's how I would be if I was in any of those situations. Yes, yeah, I think Villa would be... He's the everyman, isn't he? I know there's there's not really a, an everyman in this show because it's futuristic, but Villa is sort of the audience. Isn't it weird as well, though, that I think of all the actors, Villa's character in certain aspects is the closest to the actor playing him as well. You meet Michael Keating yeah. and that is Villa. It's Villa, yeah. It's really, really. He's, he's quick with the one-liners. He's got a snappy, uh, funny retort for anything. Um, he's got that smile on his face. Yeah, yeah a twinkle in his eye, smile on his face. Um, he's a lovely fella. Um, but yeah, I I think, like I say, I, I can't think of anyone that doesn't like Villa. No, Other characters, no. like you can say you like uh, Gan, you don't like Gan, you like Travis, you don't like Travis. But Villa, it's like it's almost like 
it would be like disliking a kitten or something, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's like what threw me. Um, you know, they say never meet your heroes. Yeah. And, you know, um, Villa has been, you know, in my world for over 40 years. And, you know, um, when I met him, it, it was like when I met Tom Baker as well. Yes. Um, you know, um, that is that character. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, Jan Chappelle is is lovely. But she's not Callie. She's no. far more funny and interesting than Callie. You know, yeah, same. Um, um, Stephen Greif wasn't. It was. He's nowhere. He's nothing like Travis. No, no, you know? utterly charming. But yeah, Villa, charming, suave. Yeah, yeah. Villa, when Villa I met is, Michael, is yeah. Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton is Villa. Yeah. I and I said that to him. Uh, yeah, yeah. You oh, know, right. I, I met. I I only met Michael Keaton for the first time like two years ago at Small Space Matt Irvin show, and uh, I queued up for a. Uh, a photo and uh, then it was my turn started talking to him and I said look I, I, I had to stop him it's like Michael I'm finding this a bit surreal because you are exactly you are Villa who has come yeah. back to the 21st century you know yeah it's like I've, I've met like a lot of the cast now. so most of them Gareth Thomas is as far from Blake as you could get and I, I sometimes think I wish they'd have let him play it a bit more of himself because he again he's very he's very much the sort of quick-witted quite funny nothing really taken too seriously type guy mm. uh paul darrow uh is nothing like avon at all um it's weird isn't it you could see you can see why when they thought of this character of villa that they thought of michael keating mm. um mm. even though as we'll get to the character's not quite. I mean, uh, perhaps this is perhaps this is what we're why we're thinking this is because he molded the character to be more like himself. Because to start with, there's it. a bit of difference, isn't there? There's a bit of difference. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yes, yeah. I think I think his personality definitely started coming through, and I think yes. the writers, especially Chris Boucher, when they met Michael Keaton and started working with him, they responded to that and, you know, played up Michael Keaton's actual character. Yes, well, um, um, the two Dad's Army creators always said that, didn't they, that if you're creating uh, a series with a continuing cast, always try and get the characters to be like the actors, because it saves the writers a huge amount of work and worry. Mm. Uh, and it help, helps the actors because they're then, <coughs> you know, they're, they're drawing on themselves. Mm. Not literally, not with a pen. That would be strange. Um, <laughs> but, it's, yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, John Pertwee always had a famous thing, didn't he, when he, was, uh, when he went to Barry Letts and said, actually, Derek Sherwin, I think, and said, um, how should I play Doctor Who? And he said, play it as yourself. And he goes, I don't know who that is. Because a lot of actors don't have a personality like that, do they? They no, you know, some of our I greatest mean, actors. You see them in interviews and that, and they're the most boring people. Yes, going. yeah, yeah, because they're actors. Yes. They're actors, yeah, yeah. I mean, at that small space, I mean, that's when you know Michael recorded the intro yes, yeah. for the small space thing. And if I've still got it, listener, you would have heard it at the beginning of this show. And you know, I said to him, I said, "Would you mind just?" popping outside for a couple of minutes recording this and he and he said fine and he went outside and he didn't change character he, no, he, he just, because he is villa all he did yeah. was shout a bit you know yeah. <laughs> um but but and he said was that all right and he, he it was the same it wasn't yeah. a performance villa is michael keating michael keating is villa yeah i think in so. fact 
I think, I think, in fact, I think the only time we see Michael Keating acting is this. Let's get get into it. Our very first time we ever yeah. see Villa in the way back. Before anyone complains, we're not being disingenuous here. We're not saying that he's not an actor. No, no, not at all. This, yeah, just just to get that in there, just in case people think we're slagging him off. Far yeah. from it. Because first question of the day, right? The very first yep. time we see him, he's in that holding cell. Uh, ready to go off to Cygnus Alpha. The very first time we see him, he's stealing Blake's watch. Yes. And when Blake wakes up, he backs off, and uh, and and he is quite different. I, 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 and yes, this is a much more serious villa. Yeah. And, and and my question for today is if Michael Keating carried on with the portrayal in the way that he is seen in this first story, do you think he would have been as popular? over four seasons as yeah. as he is. I don't think so. Like I say, I think nothing makes a character more popular than a bit of humour. I mean, you can mm. do totally serious characters, but humour goes a long way. I mean, it's interesting that the villa, even of like four or five episodes later, I although he's a, a thief, I, do, I wouldn't see him as a pickpocket-style thief. He's a thief that wants to steal from... Uh, an establishment or somewhere he's not likely to be caught by the owner. Whereas yeah, he's not, that, he's not yeah. the artful dodger, is he? No, he's not exactly, that yeah. sort of thief. He, he, but, he calls himself a professional thief. Yeah, but in this, he, I think he would take your watch if you went off into the shower, mm. but I, I can't see the villa we know and love taking it off your wrist. No, in that's, that way. The, that's the villa, yeah. the opportunist, yes. opportunist here. Yeah, you know? and that, that's, that's take, that's not, a cowardly sort of thing to do, is it? Because you're running the risk of the owner catching you red-handed as you're nicking his property. Mm. So, because at, at the beginning, of course, Villa's not, he has no sort of real cowardly characteristics. He's hes very prudent in that he doesn't really want to get involved if there's not a good chance of it going well, mm. which I think is very is prudent. But the, the Villa we sort of, we get at the first few episodes isn't a coward. He's, First to step forward, you know, on Cygnus Alpha, he's first to step forward. Um, on a, so he's, he's sensible enough in the, the pathetic attempt to take over to London to mm. give up straight away. And I don't think that's cowardice. I think he's that's sensible. We have always said he looks after yeah. himself, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and, you know, if, <coughs> if it means feigning cowardice... Yeah. So be it. Um, his own survival is the thing that's most important to yeah. him. A, cow- um, a coward would have left the Liberator instantly. Mm. As soon as their cleared Federation had said, put me down on some planet I can hide in. On a safe place. On a safe yeah. place, yeah. He would have gone to yeah. Tatooine under his original name in his prison clothes. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't He wouldn't have carried on. That I, I think... And I, again, I don't know whether... You, you, can, get, you can do a, a totally cowardice type character a total coward but they're not particularly interesting you know no no they and they're very lacking in what you can do with them um mm. i mean in, on sharp there was a i can't remember the 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 character but there was a, a british officer and he was a total coward and it never really if he was that much of a coward he wouldn't have been out in you know in the spanish war and that it's 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 a sort of it's a weird thing that real cowards don't do that. 
Um, I, th- I, I think, you know, if, if you were to have a character that was an outright coward, yeah. the audience wouldn't like them. Now, no. the contradiction in that is Dr. Smith in but Lost he, in Space. Yeah. Although but... he's, a, he's a coward, but he's, he's brave when he thinks he's winning and getting his money, isn't he? Because mm. like, if, if, if Dr. Smith was the coward that, that totally, he wouldn't get involved in any of these weird harebrained schemes. Oh, he could be um, very ruthless yeah. when he wanted oh, to. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he, you know, he was, I think he, again, uh, uh, I think Jonathan Williams very rapidly realized that the character as written wouldn't stand the test of time and, and there wouldn't be much to do with him. Hmm. Um, so he introduced the humor and the, you know, brilliant, brilliant uh, acting that he did. Um, and I think Villa, yeah, Villa's, Villa's sort of in the same mold as Dr. Smith, but without the, I don't think he's quite as sort of snidey as Dr. Smith, is he? No. no. I don't think he would willingly put his comrades in danger for money. He never does. He certainly never does, does he? No, unless he's Um, drugged like in Gambit. Yeah. Um, But but he never deliberately drops them in it at all or anything like that. He's a rather loyal think. Yeah, I think he's he's a very loyal friend to have, isn't he? Yeah, but um, I do like in the way back. I mean, this is you know fr- fr- from the off. The character's not fully formed yet, and you know when we see him for the first time, and Blake wakes up and he's knocked on his backside. Yeah. I like the way Michael Keaton has Villa. He sort of cocks his head to one side and he studies Blake, and he's trying to work out what tack he's got to yeah. take with this guy. Is this guy just about to smash his face in? Yeah, and he, it suddenly he goes. Him. I'm Villa Restall, and you know, puts his uh, hand up, and because he, yeah. he's, you can see he he's assessed Blake, and he's yep. worked out the best uh, yeah. best defence now. Yeah, the best defence is to pretend to be a slightly posher than you are, and uber polite. He's seen mm. that he's a teacher, and he's seen that he's the yeah <laughs> the, the the geography teacher. But yeah, and I love I love the fact that in the first few episodes, Villa's got this weird upper-class almost accent which sounds horribly put on and then obviously it is because he rapidly drops it but mm. yeah when he introduced himself it's in a it's in a quite quite a uh an upper-class hoity-toity way isn't it mm. you know yeah and and his style of acting totally suits yeah. you know this very first episode of season one you know um it's it, it's not over the top, it's not flamboyant. None of it is, you know. Yeah. He, he his acting style is is matching what Gareth Thomas and Sally Nivet and everybody else is doing in this, you know. And uh, and I like it. And I like it. But I do like how it does change. I mean, Villa does have a character arc. Yeah, a lot of the major ones don't. But we do see Villa progress over the four seasons, don't we? We do, and it, that's why I always thought it was a bit of a a. a a shame in um, orbit when they they finally put a nail in the Avon Villa friendship because you do see their friendship build up. I mean, mm-hmm. it starts starts off with almost disdain for each other, and then every episode it builds up a bit at a time, and it's very believable. You believe these two people, totally different characters, can be friends, mm. and they have <laughs> they have respect each other i think i mean i, I love is it uh, in gold where uh someone avon says that uh where's Vi- or keeler says where's villa and he says he doesn't trust you and he goes oh i'm sorry to hear that and avon goes he's invariably right yes yeah <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah frequently uh, right frequently yes. right yes. yeah uh, so i think 
I think that is that's nice. I never really worked out where he stood with Blake. Um, I think that was quite opportunistic. I don't. I mean, he certainly didn't believe in uh, Blake's political aims. No, he wouldn't have been a freedom yeah. fighter. No. And, and to be honest, if if they'd have got if they'd have been put in charge of the uh, of the federation and they gave Villa like a you know a, a ministerial job, that would have been a terrible idea. Mm. You know, put mm. him in charge of uh, of the economy. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you're you're in a bad state. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I don't think he had any political uh, sort of ideas at all. Um, so I never really worked out where he was with Blake. I think, I think he was with Blake. He felt he must have felt a bit of that he owed him for saving him from Cygnus Alpha because Villa's one of the first to twig that Cygnus. He's not going to last long on Cygnus Alpha. No, you know, he, he's he's survived his life now, but I think he's survived in certain environments where we can use people and on Cygnus Alpha. There's his skills. There's no need for is there so. So, I, yeah, I, I think I, he owes Blake. He feels he yes. owes Blake. Yes, yeah. And I wonder at what point would he have said, all right, uh, debt is fulfilled. You can drop me off at the next, yeah. you know, old age pensioners planet, you know, yeah. that I, I can think, I, I think that certainly season three, I felt that Villa thought he had done his bit. But this was now his home. But, certainly, yeah, sort of about halfway through season two, I could, I could see him leaving Blake, you know, like in hostage. I mean, that seems to shake him quite a bit. Um, but he, I think he would need a, he would need a, uh, a better place to go. Wouldn't he? He's yes. not going to downgrade. He's not going to go and li- like hide out and have to do farming or anything. He's got certain well, standards. Well, of course he, he gave up Carol, didn't he? He yeah. could have lived on that, you know, um, you, you, you know, the, um, uh, B and Q yeah. style uh, planet. Yeah, that he, he could have lived on that small, unrealistic, grassy knoll, couldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and he, and he, sa- yeah. he says quite clearly there. He, yeah. he says a thief isn't uh, it, what I am; it's who I yeah. am, doesn't he? Yeah. You know? And there's nothing to steal on that planet, is there? No. And and he never throughout the whole. He does. Yeah. The harvest of Kairos is the nearest we ever get to a thing. He he never at any point says, I, I, I've got I've got a job for us. You know, why don't we go and yeah. rob this? He, he never comes up with any ideas, but he is interested when, you know, the thought of making money from uh, hijacking the Kyropan shuttle. Yeah. Well, I wonder at what point did the money on the Liberator run out? At what point did Blake blow it all? Because they've got more money than they could ever steal. But like I suppose, like you said, it's not with Villa. It's not the money. Is not the end goal, is it? It's the stealing it, the clever plan. The, well, yeah, here the in the way back. People, yeah. yeah, he he said that his mind's been analysed by the yeah. experts, and it just stays broken. So it is like a, 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 a psychological thing. He yeah. needs to steal. It would be nice if there were instances on the Liberator where people's things go missing because Villa's had it away. You know, just like with yeah. Blake's watch there, you know, he nicks Callie's, you know, writing tablet or Dana's harp thing or something like that. You know, I, I, I wonder how much of that was blustered though on Villa's part because he, he doesn't come across like a classic kleptomaniac, does he? He doesn't come across that this is a, 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 a disorder where he's compu- he's compulsively stealing things. Mm. Certainly, you don't. I don't get that feeling from him. I think 
Yeah, I think he's doing. I think he's an incredibly clever man. He's in a boring, boring life, and he decides that the one thing he's got control over is if he starts to to steal things and you know plans within plans sort of thing. What do you um, think he was busted for? What do you think? I don't why, know. why do you think he's there in that cell? Because he knows Jenna, doesn't he? That, that, yeah. um, watching it again for today, you know, they, they do know each other. Oh, They're yeah. quite fond yeah. of each other. They're bandying, like, little harmless insults. I can't, I can't see him volunteering to do smuggling. But I could see him facilitating, like, bringing smugglers and the people that want goods together. I could see him doing that sort of thing, being a, mm. being a sort of a middleman. Um, mm. But I suppose this, we never really find out whether Cygnus Alpha is a a normal punishment or an extraordinary punishment, because we we get so many different levels of punishment in the Federation, don't we? So, like, you get Gan, who they go to all the trouble of putting a limiter in, yeah, and then send a Cygnus Alpha. That seems a bit of a strange thing. What's the point of doing li- limiter? Unless they were just experimenting, and like he was the next one in line, a bit like that, mm-hmm. you know, in um, uh, Avalon, where they. They'd, Travis just says, get me someone from the working class. Perhaps that was the thing with uh, with uh, Gan and his limiter. But then the expense of sending people to Cygnus Alpha, you would think they had to have done something more than, you know, steal the takings of the local bookies or something. So I mm. wonder what he did do. I reckon it must have been something... I can't see it being political, though, unless he stole from the wrong person. From a politician? Yeah, from a politician. You know, it, yeah, that would work. And they've pulled strings to get him off this planet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he has offered up information about his past life before Blake. Yeah. yeah but you, how you much know, can you believe throughout the show? Well, sometimes he says things, you know, and you do wonder, is that, like you say, yeah. is it bluster or not? I mean, in Countdown, he says, I've been a wanted man all my life. That could be an exaggeration. Yeah. And then he claims to have uh, that anyone could have been a, a you know a federation captain or a pilot with talent, doesn't he? And that yes, he could have been, but he just didn't want to do it. No. He claims to be an alpha grade, um, but I don't. I'm not entirely sure that the whole alpha delta grading system is to do with intelligence. I think it's more to do with class, isn't it? It's a right, British class system. So I think <laughs> even even. The fact that they're saying he's Delta grade doesn't mean he's an idiot. It just means that he's never will be accepted. So he's got to do the manual work. Um, well, in Shadow, the actual quote yeah. he says he grew up in the Delta service grades. Yeah, that that doesn't sound like intelligence, does it? The Delta service grades. It's no, a status but, thing rather than an intelligence. Thing. Yeah, I think so. I think it's more because it's like you know, someone's got to clean the toilet. Someone's got to. Uh, stack the shelves in Tesco and it's nothing to do with intelligence mm. it's to do with your breaks in life and knowing the right people and getting the right opportunities and I think he's from that class you, you could see him growing up with Baldrick couldn't you in that sort of squalid yeah squalid sort of level that's a good comparison yeah yeah, yeah. but in Volcano he says that he could have been an alpha Yes, and he and he bought his grade four ignorant status to avoid becoming a space captain. Yeah, 
we so believe that? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, grade grade four ignorant isn't yeah. Delta. That 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 yeah. I think if, if, I suppose, if yeah, we're talking right. intelligence, grade yeah. four ignorant. He yeah. bought, so he faked his own qualifications to. Yeah. Yeah, he, so he faked his own IQ test to stop becoming a space captain. Presumably, wherever he was, Earth, wherever he was, they were conscripting. And, yeah. and he bought that to get out of becoming a space captain. He, 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 he bought thickness to stop becoming... <laughs> that shows you how intelligent he is, that he would feign th- thickness to stop doing something that he doesn't want to do. Yeah. Or is it... Is it because the Federation seems to be, we've said it before, is patterned on the old British uh, maritime traditions? So is it the case that the captain, space captains frequently got killed more often than their men? Uh, you know, lead from the front, get shot first. Yeah. So so did he see it that it, that was a sort of almost a death warrant for him? Because does this mean, though, that because generally, I mean, again, we can't tell because we don't know what their military situation is. But generally, you don't conscript uh, people as captains or uh, as officer rank unless they have some sort of specialist skill that gives them that. You know, like surgeons would be going mm-hmm. in as captains and that. But they they do try and pick people for officer training from the ranks. So does this mean that he's had basic? Uh, Federation trooper training, you know, was... I I don't think so, because, I mean, he says um, that he was first sent to a penal colony at the age of 14. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he told Pella that he attended the academy of CF1 as a boy and that he was chosen as technical advisor for the escape. So, yes, so uh, from 14 onwards, he was in some sort of Borstal penal colony. Um, so no, he couldn't have had any federation yeah, training. Right, yeah. No, no. But you know, he bought grade four ignorant status. He certainly isn't unintelligent. In fact, the opposite. No. We have said over the period of this podcast that Villa is far more intelligent than he makes himself out to be, and it is a persona that he has created to co- to keep himself safe. Yeah, he's he's pretending to be cowardly. He's pretending to be stupid. Well, it's the um. To, we always end up going back to Doctor Who, but Patrick Troughton's Doctor was the same. So he would act like an idiot because he's then no longer a threat and he can assess the situation better and he can move about more freely. Um, and I think, yeah, with Philip, it's the same thing. No one, if you think someone's an idiot, you don't pay them another thought. Hmm. And that, that would be very handy for a thief, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, you, I mean, nothing blends in like an idiot. No, exactly. And and when he is confronted with danger, I, um, there are instances in the show. I mean, in Spaceful, the second episode, you know, when the mutiny is yeah. going to happen, it's stopped because Villa drops his gun. Yeah. And Gan's all like, oh, Villa. But we said at that time, that That's, is Villa yeah. de- deliberately doing that so they lose because he knows that if they try, they're, they're going to just be massacred. Yeah. If If they hadn't have surrounded, Raker would have just killed them all anyway. It would it would be the the one tiny excuse Raker needed f- to give to Leyland to say, well, I had to kill them all. They wouldn't drop their weapons, mm, yeah. and that would be enough for Leyland to go, oh, okay, yep, brilliant, yeah, that gets me off the hook. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I I don't think, I don't think he did it out of stupidity. I think that was the cleverest thing you could have done at that situation. Yeah, and he just goes, point. oh, sorry, yeah. you yeah. know. 
And another instance, of course, is, you know, in uh, the Provine story, when he yeah. rounds that corner, he waits. He hears he the waits, shot yeah. and he stops you know, yeah. because he doesn't know who's going to come through that yeah. door. Now, Gan would have blustered right in. He would have he? carried on going. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, I think Jenna probably would have rushed in. I think the only two people that wouldn't are Villa and Avon. Mm. And I'm not so sure about Avon because could, he could have manly kicked the door open, couldn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah, true. And fell over a chair. Yeah. yeah. I, my my favourite instance, I'm sure there's others, but off the top of my head, the only other one that I can think of, and, and it's a really good instance, is in um, Star Drive, when he pretends to be drunk yeah. and tells Avon how to put a blister force wall over the hole, in the hole, and but... He pretends to be drunk as he does that because then they won't recruit him to do that. So Avon and Tarrant go off and does that. And he drops yeah. it, doesn't he? Just like that. He drops the, the, the drunken persona when they've gone and there's just Sulin and Dana there. Yeah, but isn't it weird that he would drop that? So that's taking a risk, isn't it? Because there's a risk that Sulin or Dana would go, hang on, Avon, he's only pretending. Mm. You can use one. So is it is it that he, he needed to... He needed to boast and say, ha-ha, see, I wasn't an idiot. Did he trust Dana and Sulin? I don't know on that one. I, I think he fancies Dana and Sulin. Oh, That's yeah. what it is. You know. did, he, did he think that would be a, a major turn-on? <laughs> yeah, maybe oh, it was. Look at maybe Dylan, it was. he's avoided hard work. <laughs> because sometimes he would get a little bit frisky, wouldn't he? You know, he, would, he, yes. he, uh, he had urges. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. urges. <laughs> because that, that, yeah, that, that's in Headhunter. They, they keep him off the base because he was being too friendly to Muller's uh, yeah. companion, wasn't, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, he, he fancied a cup of gravy, didn't he? Yeah, a cup of gravy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because he, he goes over, you know, he, he wants to go to Space World, doesn't he? Because he basically wants to visit the hookers. He, yes. Uh, he, in fact, every time they stop off anywhere, he wants to visit the hookers. Yeah, um, Freedom City, yeah. Space City, all these places. Yes, yeah, yeah. And and you were saying earlier, you know, he and Avon, they were friends. I mean, when I they decide so, yeah. they're going to, you know, beat the clute, yeah. you know, and all this, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think mm. they were friends. I don't, I, don't, I don't know whether they would have been friends in any other situation. I don't know. I think, because con- contrary to how Avon was eventually rewritten by Paul Darrow in his novel and that, the, I, I, I picture, like they say, Avon's a civilised man. I picture pre-Space Fool Avon as an office type. Mm. He's, not, he's not a Western gunslinger at that point. No. So I, no. I think he would have looked down his nose at Villa. Hmm. If they'd have mm. met in, in you know pre uh, liberator days, yeah, I'm trying to think of the, the the time when it becomes they change Villa and instead of just being a professional thief and an opportunist, he becomes the best lock picker in the whole of the galaxy. I can't remember at what point. It's, I mean, um, that... it's the um, Time Squad. Is it Time Squad? Yeah. Is it that is that when he says I, there's no lock I can't open if I'm not scared enough? No, that that's in Seek, Locate, Destroy. Oh right. But Time Squad is the first because we said they get to that big door, the same old door we ever see, and yeah. what's Blake's plan because he can't open it, and then Villa no. goes, "Good job, I'm a," and it's that, and we I think we mentioned in the episode, ah, like, oh, this is the first instance, so this ah. is the changing point where Villa goes from a thief to a uh, a lock 
a safe cracker lock pick. Because if he was that good, if he was as good as he, he reckons he is, you know, he would be an infamous lock picker in the same yes. way that Jenna was an infamous smuggler. He yes, would have been an definitely. infamous, but he's not, not at the no, beginning. This is, this is um, script rewrite to, to solve a problem and to, to give him a very useful uh, way round. He's the sonic screwdriver. He of, is, of, he is. of the Liberator um, because they're going to go places where they'll need to get in so what do you do oh we've got an ace lockpick hey brilliant because um, yeah. of course in I mean a lot of a lot of fans in Spaceful will retro do where he says I don't know how those locks work that oh he's just too scared to do it no that's yeah. if he knew he would have done it because there's a better chance of that plan working than Blake's plan yep um, no at that point Villa wasn't a lock pick. No, but he d- certainly becomes one. Yeah. I've got a lock pick one, yeah. list. Would, oh, right. would you like to hear the lock pick like, yeah, list? Yeah, that would be very interesting. <coughs> or incredibly boring, depends how many you are. Well, quite a few, oh, um, but I'll, I'll zip through them. Right, so here are the instances when Villa lock picks, all right? right. So, as you say, that, that paraneutronic generator yes. uh, was the first one. Um, then the top security area on Kentaro. Yep. Um, the Federation complex on Project Avalon, that place yep. on Project A- 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 Avalon, the neck collars used by the uh, Space Arabs, yep. the magno lock on the cells of Space World, uh, okay. at least three doors in the underground bunker on Earth um, at, during pressure point, oh, yes. yeah. uh, the rocket silo and provine safe on Albion, yep. Uh, the computer room on Sardos, Dorian's gun locker and, and wine locker, uh, the box containing the head of Muller's android, Belkov's com- complex on Melkron 2, and the fingerprint lock on Orbiter. Right. They are did, his lock picking. Did you include the redemption ones there? You probably did. The redemption one. Well, I, in, in redemption, he goes and lets Avon out, doesn't he? Oh, of course he does. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets kung fu for yes, his troubles. Yes. Yes. We don't actually oh. see him picking the lock, but the door opens and yes and then they say let's go off and get gan out yes Bad uh, after he's been ki- kicked yeah. in the guts yes yeah so yeah that, that that's his lockpick skills and of course he's very good uh with his fingers yes so to speak i mean yeah. you know he, he does the old sleight of hand thing to the guards doesn't yeah. he on on the cygnus alpha that's a particularly um, thick guard but yes, yes. Yeah. well he was drugged wasn't <laughs> he, was he drugged, we decided yeah. Stood, yeah. Un- stood yeah. under the grill with a stupid bugger yeah he yeah. was quite clever um you know as the fool Yes. Gola's uh, fall. Yeah. Um, and he was really good when he palmed that tracer that Avon gave him in City at the Edge of the World. Yes. And, and he's meant to swallow it and he just palmed it. I, that's the old professional thief yeah. there, and wasn't he's, it? I mean, depending on the plot as well, he's also very quick on the uptake, isn't he? I mean, they, a couple of ones where they, he, it's like a comedy thing that Villa doesn't get the plan. But generally, he he thinks on his feet, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, I like I like that that villa moment when you know there's no one around, so he drops his guard, and that's the one. Yeah. Oh, why is the story when he's talking to Zen and he's got no choice but he's got to go to the teleport bay, and he's strapping on the the weapon, and he, he's yeah. got to go, and he's muttering to himself and about Zen, you know, and he's just not happy, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, what episode was that? Is that the one with the space Arabs? Oh, it, that, it could well be, yes, because everyone's well, disappeared. Yeah, and, and it's just him and yeah, Zen left. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's his real personality comes out, which again I can identify with. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he is he is the classic 
put upon Brit, isn't he? Yes. They, they, yeah. He can be heroic if needed, but he'd rather not. You mm. know. In fact, he, he would have made a brilliant um, Ford Prefect, Michael Keaton. No, he would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what I didn't like, what they did with Villa... Um, through the show was you know um, playing up the the drunkenness the the yeah. liking the drink bit I think I think that was a bit all a bit unnecessary. Um, you well, know. I think I think this as soon as a writer finds out because the writer would be probably ask okay who's the hero who's the comic relief oh it's Villa and that's where that comes in um, I think. I think uh, Michael played it really, really well because it could have been very, you know, wah, wah, wah type. Mm, yeah. So I think he plays it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, and it's fair enough. I mean, it's, you know, he, I, th- I think he probably was borderline. He was a functioning alcoholic, I think. You know, he was a functioning addict. I don't, but b- before or after he was introduced to Adrenaline and Soma? I think after. I think the the stuff's horribly addictive. <laughs> horribly addictive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's like um, liquid fruit uh, cough syrup. <laughs> it's yeah. horribly addictive. Because yeah, we see him get totally plastered, don't we? Yes. In um, when, when he goes down a space city. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't think someone in his line of work, living off their wits, would get drunk enough that they can't function. That they could not think in two steps ahead, because he would he would have died, wouldn't he? He would have died in. Or his... someone gets killed. I mean, that yeah. almost happens in rumours of death. He, he yeah. he's up on the uh, liberator by himself, and and he cocks up, doesn't he? Yeah. Because he's drinking on duty, and he teleports at the wrong time. Yeah. You know, he teleports Tarrant and Dana up and leaves Avon down there. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I think like most funny people, there was an element of manic depressive about him as well mm. about the character. Um, and I don't, I don't blame him. Um, no, well, we've got that lovely moment when he says, um, when they say "keep off the bottle, Villa," and he goes, "I only drink to be sociable." Cheers, Orac. There's just him and yeah. Orac there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. I think he, I think he did have a, a an addiction problem, but he, even at his worst, generally he knew that his 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 value in his own life meant that it didn't really take a hold of him that often no the plot needed it no no i i mean he as i say he is after himself and yeah. um you know um when they're going to go to story major yeah. he doesn't want to go he says i i mean I've, i feel for the rebels but yeah. he doesn't want to get involved in it yeah he's not an they, idiot. Yeah, no he's, he's not, not an, idiot. an idiot at all and Maybe he is tempted saying. he yeah he is tempted when um blake's having that thing with zill Yes. Um, and Avon is like trying to nudge them into saying, you know, well, we better go now. You know, he, he, he was quite prepared to leave Blake down there oh, yeah. and go well, off sir, without there's him. No, I don't think there's, I think by that point, he'd, he'd well paid his dues to Blake. And in now he was viewing continuing with Blake as that, you know, the seesaw's gone over. So he's no longer safe on, on the world, the, the universe's best ship that he's mm. now his loyalty and I think that we, we said that's where is it started breaking with Avon wasn't it after Terminal mm. to, a, Avon has now endangered him personally yep so therefore Avon's now a threat you know I, so I, it, it's it, again it's very consistent 
you, you, you always think of Blake 7 as, as that there's not much consistency. But there is in the characters, I think, isn't there? It's, there, there certainly is. Yeah, yeah that, that, that is a really good point because, you know, um, if you're talking about, you know, his relationships with the other crew members, yeah, with Blake, we've, we've discussed that and he, he wouldn't slavishly follow him. He's got a comfortable life on the Liberator and, and that is, I think, why, you know, he could have had Carol and that little, you know, grassy knoll planet um but chooses to give that up to stay on the liberator with avon and tarrant and dana you know assessing it you know i'm more comfortable and therefore that that comfort that safety of the liberator avon is is totally you know responsible for it therefore that's when the rot sets in i think up until then you know season two um avon and villa they are almost buddies aren't they yeah they're the you know? clo- they're the closest on that ship to two friends, mm. you know, because Je- Jenna and Blake are not friends. Callie and Blake are not friends. Callie and Avon are not friends. You know, Gan, depending on whether his limiter broke down or not, would be friends with anyone. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they're the only the only two that I would say actually had a friendship going on. I mean, in it. It, it continues in season three. I mean, I I, I do think you know, um, you know that I don't know. No, I was, I'm, I'm contradicting myself. I think the trouble with season three is Avon is inconsistently written. Yes, um, yeah. Because again, we said well, they didn't know what they were doing with him. A lot of the you know the captain figure would have changed something. So I think Avon's a little bit schizophrenically written in season three, mm. um, and it doesn't help sort of analyze this as as if it was real life um but I, yeah I, I i think i think there's still friendship between them i, I think mean, it's a one-sided yeah. thing after terminal it's one-sided i oh, still terminal, got that friendship yeah. with villa but villa hasn't i think no. you know in headhunter where you know avon is asking orac you know uh, about you know Villa and Tarrant are stuck on the Scorpio and they must be quarantined. Yeah. And he says, to die, you know, and Orak says, yeah, yes. And he mulls it over. And I do wonder if that had just been Tarrant up there or oh, Tarrant yeah. and Dana, I don't think he, I don't no. think he would have mulled it over. It's the fact he, that his friend's up there. Yeah, he says, oh, you'll have to give me a better reason than that, Orak. To kill them. Yeah. Yeah, and, if you want me to kill yeah, them. Yeah, but I think you're right. If that would have been Tarrant, I think he'd have gone, uh, okay. Yeah, Who he would have yeah. gone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so yes. Yeah. I th- I, yeah. I, I think you're right. I, after terminal, that's yeah. it. Um, Villa's not. What he the bloody hell am I, I supposed don't think to he do? Trusts him, does he? That, at that point? No. I don't think anybody trusts Avon no. after that point. Well, I mean, we can talk about that when we get to the Avon yes, uh, episode. But yeah, I mean, I think Callie liked Villa. I don't. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't have called them friends. No, I think I think Callie likes him in that almost condescending way mm. i think she was very much of the oh villa type yeah. type friendship i don't yeah i i mean <laughs> friendship comes in many different forms doesn't it we've got different levels of friendship with different people but yeah i don't i think there was a fondness rather than a friendship I think it's fondness. Yeah. I mean, we, we we have that scene. I can't again. I can't remember the story where Villa chases her out off the flight deck because he's going to uh, yeah, tickle her lovely. or something, yeah, you know. And she runs like away. 
Yeah, but you never got that with Dana and you never got that with Sulin. I no. think Dana and Sulin's relationship with him, they just like putting him down. They just yes. like taking the piss out of him. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, Dana put him down probably to build herself up. I think mm-hmm. that was very, again, insecurity. I think Sulin just saw him as a, uh, almost a, uh, you know, I don't think she would have actively hurt him without a reason, but she, I think she saw him as, as inconsequential to her. Mm. Um, Je- weirdly, yeah, Jenna, like you say, Jenna, they, they obviously knew each other, but I, again, I got no feelings of warmth or friendship between Jenna and Villa. No, no. Um, but then, I don't know how that, much was, was Sully Novet. <laughs> yeah, up, well, but. yeah, yeah. Um, I think there was friendship between Villa and Gain. Yes, um, yeah, I think that was a friendship. And that was a, a friendship along the <laughs> of Mice and Men style. Absolutely of Mice and Men, yes. absolutely. I think, I think um, yeah, Gan was a, was a great friend of Villa. And I think Villa was a friend of Gan because I think he felt a bit sorry for him. And also he was handy to have as a friend. You're not it going to get beaten n- up when you're with no. Gan. It would have been nice. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to see Michael um, acting. You know, t- 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 have yeah. a scene where you just see Villa alone and he's grieving for the loss yeah. of his friend after Gan's yeah. died. I mean, you know, most most uh, TV programs at the time, especially sci-fi, Doctor Who, Blake Seven, they never really dealt with grief. Um, did they? It's like people would die like, oh, on to the next adventure and it, it would have been nice to have seen yeah just it wouldn't have needed much I mean it had had they actually had photos in this universe you could have even just had him you know raising a glass to a photo of Gan or something or the wanted while while yeah the wanted West. drawing yeah yes the wanted drawing of Gan yeah 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 that 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 would be nice because we know he is affected there's some again don't remember the story somewhere in season four where is oh, it sand? sand? It's sand. Yeah, where, where he, yeah, he laments Callie. He rounds yeah. on them yeah. ab- about the loss of Callie, and I think that's. I think that is genuine. Villa is still mourning. Callie. Yeah, I think. I think Villa again because he's such a rounded character. Yeah, he's mourning these people. Mm. Um, whereas I don't think Avon gave Callie a second thought once she was out of his life. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then that leaves us with Villa and Tarrant. Yeah. Um, um, which, well, you know, we, that yeah, certainly changes, doesn't it? Yes, this is such an interesting one. So to start with, um, it's outright hostility. Yep. Uh, Villa hates Tarrant because he's a bully, and Tarrant hates Villa because bullies naturally will try and pick on the weakest member, and he sees him as the weakest. Yep. Um, I think it's a big mistake on Tarrant's part because I'm, I'm Villa's the sort of person I think would slit your throat during the night. Mm. Um, I think he is... He's, I mean, he kills people. We know he's killed people before. Um, but, yeah, that does change. And we were trying to work out where that changes. Because by season four, he's quite concerned about Tarrant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's where's Tarrant? What have you done with Tarrant? Um, he goes to rescue him ahead of Callie. Yes. Yes, that's you telling, know. isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. telling. So I think at some point they they do become friends. And we, I mean, we even sort of, you know, pontificated on whether they were lovers at, at some point, because <laughs> yes. there's that, that, that really weird <laughs> post-coital feeling scene 
on the Scorpio, isn't it? With Tarrant so, on the yeah. bunk. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. They're talking. They're talking. And there's like, one singular bunk. Yeah. Um, so I think that the relationship definitely did change, and I think had it had there been a season five and all the cast to come back, yeah, I could see, I could see Villa siding with Tarrant against Avon. Mm. You know, and and by that point, Tarrant had changed as well. He, I mean, we've said before, it had had he been latter season four Tarrant all the way through we we would have no problem with his character I think even if Tarrant hadn't been bullying Villa Villa still wouldn't have liked Tarrant I mean we've got that line from Avon to Sulin about oh well Tarrant is young he's good looking blah 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 and so Villa sees Tarrant as a show off because we've got that thing where he says to to Tarrant you're a bit of a know-it-all aren't you and and Tarrant just winks at him you know yeah um, yeah. Which is, is weird as well because Villa's so much obviously more intelligent than Tarrant. Mm-hmm. But no, but I, because I suppose Villa resents that because of Tarrant's looks. No one assumes that, do they? They they assume that Tarrant is uh, somehow better than Villa, more intelligent than Villa, more useful than Villa. Yeah. Um, we I'd have that one up on my side, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, we have that nice one-upmanship scene in Moloch where yeah. uh, they're both in their bell staffs, and and you know Villa's like, "I was issued this." Yeah, yeah, steal it. I didn't have to steal it. I was issued it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What about um? Because we've kept, we've what about Villa and the the two the three uh, robots? Well, I, I was coming up to yeah. Orac. I like Villa's relationship with yeah. Orac because, again, that's disdain on both parts, isn't yes. it? But it's funny disdain. Uh, it's also, I mean, weirdly, it's not just on Villa's part, it's not disdain like Avon has disdain. It's not that Villa's going, you're just a, you know, a, 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 a machine. I think that, yeah, there's genuine, they, they don't like each other, do they? They, no, they really well, Villa do. doesn't like him because he's a know-it-all, yeah. just like yeah. Tarrant. I think that's what it is, you know? Yeah, so all right. Well, that that that's the relationships. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, um, we've not talked about anyone's relationship with slave. No, <laughs> no, no, or or, or Zen t- no, for, for that was, ma- yeah. ma- matter. But I do. I mean, that is you know, oh, yeah. well, one of my favourite moments, yeah. heartbreaking moments, are, are the scenes with Villa to Zen during Terminal oh, as Zen is it's, dying. It's superb acting, and like you say, it's heartbreaking. And again, Villa's. He he realizes what's happening straight away, and he knows what the solution is mm. to, for self-preservation. Whereas Dana, no idea, got no clue what's going on. And it, yeah, it is. I don't think there was any sentimentality on Villa's part to Zen or or to any of the uh, the computers. But yeah, it's it's heartrending that scene. That is the the real Villa that we're yeah. seeing, seeing there. He, he he's yeah, dropped no, all the pretense. Right, yeah. the, the, you yeah. know, the curtain's fallen away. He yeah. knows what to do. He, he instructs Center stop all the repairs, yeah. look for a solution, etc., etc. And and that is the real villa to me yes. when he's going. You know, he's dying. Zen is yeah, dying. He's, he's you know. dropped all pretense at humour. Um, you could almost no say for it. Yeah, you can almost say that's the way back, Villa. Yeah, we've gone full, full circle. circle. Yeah, and, had, and, yeah. And, had the series ended there, wouldn't that have been? That would have been an amazing bookend. Yes, indeed, yeah. indeed, yeah. Um, brilliant acting there, and my other, you know, brilliant bit of acting from Michael Keaton is is Villa in tears during Orbit when yes. Avon is hunting him down. I mean, that that is heartbreaking as well. 
But is that um, is that Orak's revenge? Because <laughs> it's Orak that suggests it, isn't it? It's Orak that does that. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought it, about this. Villa ways. Yeah. Dot dot dot. Yeah. Because <laughs> because Avon wasn't even thinking that until Villa. Like, what what weighs seventy three kilograms? And he's thinking chairs, right? And it's it's Orak that goes mm, Villa Villa. I'm, I'm assuming I mean, Avon never anyway. told Villa. Yeah. yeah, Avon never told Villa that because no. you know Villa would have been after Orak, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, Orak <laughs> would have rapidly <laughs> got vented. Met a sledgehammer. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's that again. It's heart heartbreaking, not for the fact of anything other than you can see that friendship end. And I like the fact that Michael Keaton carries on in the, the other few episodes he's so distant from avon and he's yeah. he's biting back at him and he's making snide comments about his plans yeah which we've not really seen before no he is he is superbly angry at the end of all yeah. when when I, I know avon's going to brush it off with uh oh you always yeah like you said you're always safe with me but it's the way he's glaring at him and it's like yeah. I won't forget this in a hurry, Avon. Yeah. And I don't think he ever did forget it or no, forgive him. And it's nice, unlike, say, original Star Trek or even next-gen Star Trek, where they had to re- press the big reset button every end of every episode. It's nice that that carried on because it could have well been the next episode all laughing buddies again, never mm. mentioned. But it's much more realistic that, yeah, that's the end of it. I think at the first opportunity, safe opportunity, Villa would have been off on his toes. Do you think he had an opportunity? Let me have a look at the old... Uh, I don't think so the in the, the episodes that were left. Orbit. No, because straight after that, it's Warlord. Yeah. And straight after that, it's Blake. Yeah. So he didn't have a chance. He could have gone to old Zukan's planet with, with Sulin yeah. and Avon and just left he, there, I suppose. Yeah, but he did, he trusted Zukan even less than he trusted Avon at that point, didn't he? So, um, but I, yeah. he, he could have stayed behind <laughs> on Zenon. When the Scorpio yeah. left and blew up the base, he could have yeah. stayed behind yeah. and go went and off and got to go and live with the Homics. Yeah. Mm. He could have been uh, caught just a, couldn't he? Mm. The Homic village. Another lovely bit of acting is in Blake with, with a Blake. You think you found Blake? Yeah, you oh, know that that look on his face. Yeah, and you know he does seem genuinely pleased. Yeah, um, you know that maybe he is going to see Blake again and maybe we can get rid of yeah. this psycho Avon, yeah. lose him as the boss and, and get the the real deal back yeah, in the, charge. Yeah, the, the seesaw swung again, hasn't it? Back to yeah. where he probably would have been safer with Blake or he would see that because he doesn't know what Blake's become. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he would have seen, oh, Blake, that's my yeah. future there. There's the opportunist. Yeah. Uh, opportun- I can't say it today, opportunist. Yes. Yeah, the opportunist in him. Yeah, and he almost looked awed when Blake yeah. comes in at the end and they go, is that him? He goes, it's him. Yeah. Um, you know, you could say that's because he's just stunned about how Blake now looks. Yeah, you know, the bounty on hunter. Way. Way. You get, how'd you get that scar? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, all right. Um, ruthless or not, yeah. would you say that he was ruthless? Yeah, I think he would. I think I think he had that that ability to to switch off his emotions if needed so i think he like I say he he would have killed you if it was in his best interest to yeah if that was the right thing yeah. to do yeah and yeah i mean in spaceful he does kill uh, yeah. one of the uh, the monks there on on cygnus alpha uh, he looks a bit shocked by it we don't know yeah. whether it was actually deliberate or not but he's holding the knife with the blood on it i think he was thinking why are we on film suddenly 
That's what <laughs> is that is that the shock thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, he he tries to force Kane uh, to operate on Gan during yeah. breakdown. He's got a gun and he's like, "Well, the others don't know, but I'm I'm in here now and do it or I shoot you." We don't know if he a- actually was going to. I think he or not. Done. Yeah, I think he would. Um, he had a hero moment shooting uh, Baben's gun out of his hand. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he only ever shot one person dead. And that was on that uh, Mecron 2, you know, uh, a Federation guard. Yes. Um, and so that was it. That's the only time he actually shot someone dead. Do you um, think, do you think the, the, the reason he didn't continually gun down Federation troopers like everyone else did, that he saw some sort of, sort of, um, sort of almost a kinship with them? That these are generally lower grade people could, forced could well to be. do. Yeah, it's the know. old status thing. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I think he would have shot officers. I think. I think he would have quite. I mean, he liked that 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 idiot Federation bloke in Moloch. Yeah, um, uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, um, yeah. but I think he the would have quite liked Trooper Parr. I think he would have got on well. I I could see him drinking in a bar together. See, that's interesting. Yeah. That's something we haven't we didn't mention was their relationship to the the Federation people. So. It was an interesting one with Servalan because Servalan almost she didn't ever treated him with disdain or anything, did she? It was like she had summed him up as he's not a threat, but he's quite he's useful to get what I want. So yeah, there was no. Well, bluster. she says it, and yeah. and and she says she, she's offers yeah. him the governorship, yeah. and of, I think she would have done it. <laughs> I think she would done because he she would have seen him as probably someone she could easily control because yes. she knows his vices and people with vices. It's, you know, if you supply those vices. That's how politics works, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah Travis, he didn't, really ha- he didn't really have much interaction with Travis Mark I, did he? Did no. they even have a scene together? Trying to think. Travis Mark I. I I'm not sure that I they did. I can't think you know? of one. Travis Mark II. Interesting that, that Travis Mark II immediately in hostage knows that he's the weakest. Yeah. And he's the one to, to, to push around. Um, again, very talent-like. Uh, but yeah... I think I think he should have took Servalan's offer. Yeah, isn't yeah? It's Servalan on um, Children of Alron. She says there's only Villa up there, and he's a fool. Yeah. Um, so she's she's bought into the act, yeah. hasn't she? Yeah. I mean, much to her detriment, I think it would have been. Yeah, she's yeah, written yeah. him off completely. He's not he's not a threat, so therefore he's not worth killing, isn't it? Mm. Which is well, that's well, again, why he survives yeah, um, in, in terminal. Yeah, you know? that's the ultimate safety. With Servalan, and it is not be a threat, and the ultimate non-threat is someone with no ambition whatsoever. Yeah, or she says get rid of him. She can, yeah, yeah, get rid of him, send him down yep. to terminal, not shoot she, him. Yeah, she could have easily said shoot him. You know. Yeah. Yes, very interesting. Very yeah, interesting yeah. stuff. Yes. Um, would you happen to know what his first line was? Oh. All the way back in the way back. Let's have a look. Way back in the way back. So he steals Blake's watch. And it, it must be uh, the, hello, I'm Villa Restal. Oh, there's a line before that, line right? Because Blake, is, yeah, doesn't Blake... Because he doesn't Blake jumps watch, up. Does he? Yeah. No, he jumps up. No, no, yeah. it's Jenna. That was her yeah. first line. Have you got the time? Yeah. Um, he jumps up. Villa falls on his backside. And Villa says... Easy, take it easy. I hate personal violence, especially oh, yes. when I'm yeah. the person. Classic, yeah. classic. Very, very, very much a classic, um, and very good. Uh, yeah. His last line's not um, not 
that good. Um, and Ooh, is it prophetic? Do you know what it so is? Bla- so he's he's. They've said someone said, "Is that Blake?" And he says, "Yes, it is." And then the shooting starts. That would have been good he, if that, that was the last good, one. Yeah. It, it's and him, then he says you know? to Alan, he goes over to Alan and says, "I'm not with not with them or something like that." Yeah, I'm only uh, yeah. along for the ride. Again, yeah. he, he's trying in that moment to actually get out of it, and it's like I'm not real yeah. with that lot after all. I, I think that is quite prophetic in that that almost sums up. He's only there. He's only along for the ride. Not that he's not been of no use or he's not interested in it, but I think, yeah, he, he he's not believed in any of this from day one. That is something yeah. I have never thought so about I think that before. Is, that's probably the most prophetic end line we've we've had so far. But that's not his end line. I mean, that oh. if that had been it, it would have been brilliant. But, unfortunately, his last line is sorry. Do you know what? That's quite prophetic. Anyway, he probably is sorry for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. but what you just said there about yeah. that's the real villa showing yeah. himself... Also, very good, just before the sorry, he knocks Arlen yeah. out. Yeah, that's not a coward. He does a hero moment. Yeah. Now, okay, he almost immediately gets gunned down. But if yeah. those Federation guys hadn't come through at that moment, yeah. Arlen was the only one with the gun. He's knocked her out. He yeah. saved Avon, Tarrant, and Dana. He's yeah. the hero the, in the that ama- moment. The amazing fighter Dana hasn't done bugger all, has she? Nope. nope. Tarrant. I mean, Tarrant, to be fair, Tarrant probably could have if if a cat had have stroked against him he'd have knocked him over he was a bit wounded at that point wasn't he um but yeah he, it, it's nice he gets the final the final hero moment and mm. also as a reward he could still be alive because we don't see any blood yeah yeah very good very good all right so um after all that yes um have you got a favorite villa moment I think you, you could almost pick any any line, and it would be a mm. brilliant moment. I might. I think my favourites are. Um, uh, I, I mean, I, I like the the city on the edge of the world. I always get it mixed up with city on the edge of tomorrow, yeah. whichever one it is. You know, the yes. Baben, the Baben episode. Um, I like all of that. There's some good stuff, but I do. Yeah, I do. I like the. Uh, you think you found Blake? I think that's that's really good. Um, yeah, I'd say that one. I'd say th- there's it's so Blake. much, there's so much going Blake. on in his face that that's a superb bit of acting. Your anti-Federation alliance wasn't worth spit without Zucan. A slight exaggeration. You think so? Nobody is indispensable. You needed a figurehead. He was it. Oh, am I wrong? You're right. But then figureheads aren't too difficult to come by. Any idiot can be one. On your feet, Villa, this could be your big moment. Any idiot within reason, that is. You're going to tell us what we've got planned, David? We know what we've got planned. Running away is what we've got planned. A strategic withdrawal is what we've got planned. There's a difference? Oh, yes. Strategic withdrawal is running away. But with dignity. So lay in a course and let's get the dignified hell out of here. That isn't the plan anymore, though, is it, David? I think we can do better. Does that mean safer? In the end, winning is the only safety. It doesn't mean safer. I didn't think it would. So what does it mean? It means I think we can find ourselves another figurehead, someone we can use to unify and expand the Rebel Alliance. Just like that? More or less. He is strongly identified with rebels, you see. And very popular with rabbles. They will follow him. And he will fight to the last drop of their blood. 
Idealism is a wonderful thing. All you really need is someone rational to put it to proper use. Someone like you. So where do we find this usable idealist? According to Orak, he is on a frontier planet called Gauda Prime. Gauda Prime? You know it. Yes, I know it. It's a bad place to be. No self-respecting idealist would be found dead there. I imagine that is what he is trying to avoid, being found dead anywhere. Look, are you going to stop playing games and tell us who it is, Avon? It's Blake, isn't it? You think you found Blake? No boasting, there's no nothing. It's, yeah, that's real, real villa. That would be my favourite. And it, villa. That, again, that is that is the real villa. Yeah. villa. Not this character that he's um, portrayed. No. That is the real one. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, what you say there, pre- pretty much every um, episode has a good villa moment because we, we said, didn't we? Is there ever a Duff Villa moment? Yeah, and I, I'm not entirely sure there is. I think Sarcophagus dangerously close, but that I, I, I think I, I think that off, I think yeah. that, but that's not really. Yeah. He's Michael doing Keating's what he's been told. Fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, um, there's no embarrassing portrayal. There's no, no line is sort of done wrongly. There's no fluff. There's no. I, I would say, yeah. The, I don't think there is a bad Villa moment. There's even when he's telling. Yeah. Yeah, even when he's telling the terrible jokes, and yeah. they are terrible, you know, yeah. parking meteors and all this nonsense. Villa is, yeah, he, he has decided, you know, the, the latest thing, I'm going to record jokes. We never find yeah. out why. why. I don't yeah. know if he was going to write a joke book, do a Tim Vine or something like yeah. that. But even then, Michael Keating's delivery of yeah. them is quite charming and it funny. And it, more, it's again, not embarrassing. More, no, more going on than than just the written words <coughs> um, yeah yeah I, do, I i don't think there was there is a bad villa moment no well my best villa moment my favorite villa, villa moment i've i've decided is his first meeting with baben you must be villa it's an honor sir the honor's mine that's what i meant you better sleep with both eyes open from now on <laughs> you should get together with killer here you make a good pair. I may have to get rid of Carol. Be a pity. She's the best gun hand I ever had, but uh, she's got no team spirit, you know. And you can't run an outfit like mine without team spirit. What outfit is it exactly, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I do mind you asking. I mind very much. I can understand that. Uh, I'm sorry I mentioned it. I, I was just making conversation. I've um, brought my tools here. Uh, what exactly is it you want me to do? Just name it. I'm your man. You don't know who I am. Absolutely not. No idea. You needn't worry about it. I won't ask any questions. Small-time thief and failed revolutionary. And you don't know who I am. Ah, well, if you put it like that, of course I know who you are. You're... you're um, Baben. Uh, Baben, yes. Baben the berserker. Baben the butcher. Baben the butcher. You're Baben the butcher? Oh, no. That's better. You're top of the Federation's most wanted list. After Blake. What do you mean, Arthur Blake? I was working my way up that list before he crept out of his crash. Working my way up. I didn't take any political shortcuts. I know, I know. You have a reputation for straightforward mayhem that's second to none. I've been an admirer of yours for, um, well, for as long as I can remember. Well, maybe not that long. I mean, uh, you're not that old, are you? But uh, then again, you did start very young, didn't you? I think I feel sick. So you should, little man. Villa. I like a man who shows respect. 
You'll enjoy working for me. Will I? Uh, oh, yes, I will. Of course I will. Good. Well, you can start by opening that door. What's behind it? You don't need to know that. I decide what I need to know. Yes? Yes. I make the decisions round here. The captain makes the decisions round here. Why, you... Jump! Villa, come here and sit down. Now, I went to a lot of trouble to get you here. And that is all the trouble I intend to have. Now, you will open that door, or I will open you from there to there. Right? Right. Right. But I still need to know what's in there. The key to any security system is how it was designed. That depends on why it was designed. I have to know what whoever designed it was trying to protect. Yes, that is, that is actually, yeah, yeah, that is good. Because that yeah. is a masterclass in yeah. comedy acting. That's, that's, you know? classic, that's classic comedy, British comedy acting. That could be in any, any like it could be in Faulty Towers, it could be in Dad's Army, it could be in Monty Python. That it's word perfect British bumbling, isn't it? It is absolutely, yeah. it is hilarious, yeah. but the scene is a straight one. Yeah. You know, I mean, that 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 isn't a humorous scene, but it's humorous. Yeah. (laughs) If you see what I mean, you know, uh, Colin Baker is is hamming it up, but that's a vicious psychopath that Villa has been confronted with. You know. Yeah, and Villa sort of, I think he's realised that charming this guy isn't going to work. No. But showing showing value to him will. So it's Mm. nice that halfway through when he's speaking, he (laughs) realises. This isn't going to work, and it just becomes more more convoluted, doesn't it? And and it's hilarious yeah. the downward spiral that Villa is on. Yeah. yeah Where when he says, "Oh, my name's Baben, Baben, uh, Baben," uh, you, you know, and he has to he has to yeah. do a few you know adjectives feet, before he? he gets. The thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're Baben the butcher. Baben the butcher. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like this, <you> know. <laughs> Which is exactly what yeah. Baben wants to hear. Yeah. He wants to hear people being um, terrified of him, yeah. doesn't he? he? He wants you to to be awed by him, terrified of him, and to, to know his fame. Yes. And yes. I think Villa quickly twigs that and uses it. Because later on, he's he's quite he's quite sort of stern with Baben, isn't he? He's not. He's no, he's not like that all the way through. So once he's opened no, the door, he's at like, the end when yeah, yeah he's he's, he's going to he shoot knows, Carol and everything. Yeah. He, he knows is dead he's serious, cleverer. Then. Yeah, he knows he's cleverer than Baben, and he summed Baben up as just another bully. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. Okay, right behind the scenes, I've got some quotes for yep. you. All right. Um, this first one is about uh, how come Michael Keating started and everything. Yeah. Um, and of course, he had been in Doctor Who, hadn't he? Yes. Um, yeah, Sunmakers. The Sunmaker, which is a story I've never ever seen. Uh, I've never it's, seen it. It's it's quite a good story, but the the budget just isn't there for it. Um, it's right. very funny. It's very good Robert Holmes, um, sort of piss taking script. Um, I li- I like it. I think it stands up really well. Um, and if you want to see how Villa could have been just a psychopath or without those edges, then yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a good oh, performance, look. but it, it, the character doesn't have the charm that Villa has. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And, and like 
has happened a lot when we look into the background of this show. Um, it, it's chance meetings in yeah. BBC corridors. That seems um, to be that's how the BBC operated, wasn't it? They did. They did. My, my, Michael yeah. Keaton was walking down a corridor, bumped into Michael Owen Morris, who was one of the Beeb's uh, directors, yeah. and um, and he said. Uh, did you know they're doing a new science fiction series? And that's how he got the the nod to uh, yeah. go for an audition. Um, and here we, here we go. Here's a quote, right? Um, Michael hadn't done a lot of television, uh, television prior to Blake 7 and still remembers how nervous he felt during his first day of location filming, right? And here's the quote. Da, 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 da. Um, here we go. Um, he went out and got his hair cut quite short. And so when he arrived, he, he was paranoid and, and was going, God, they're going to take one look at it and I'll probably get the boot. And that very first scene they ever did for Blake Seven, down in the chalk pits for yep. Soria Major, Major when they meet, meet Callie, apparently Michael Keating was just nervous that they were going to fire him because his hair had been cut too short. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, strange things happened. Yeah, and Mary Ridge, the director... Uh, she said uh, Michael had a wonderful sense of humour. He was usually very quiet, but sometimes Paul would be outrageous and funny, and suddenly Michael would come in under the whole lot and really bring the house down. He was very economical in his wit. Well, I don't know. I, well, I, I, I think I, he. I think in his in in the first few days he would have been because he you're still judging up where you sit in this, isn't it? So I yes. yeah, I can imagine doing that. Um, yeah, and then realizing that actually he's funnier than all of them, <laughs> and yeah. rapidly taking that crown. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, <coughs> we haven't really talked about Villa's outfits um, yeah. th- throughout the show. Um, I like this first one, the first one in the way back. You yes. know, uh, the tabard sort of thing. All, all um, of the initial outfits are really good and fit the world that's been created. Um, Villa gets some really nice ones. So I like his patchwork. Outfit. I was going to say I the like patchwork yeah. one is really really nice. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. He did get some duffers though, didn't he? He did get a few duffers. Um, and of of the season four jumpsuits, I think his is probably the blandest, but doesn't it? It doesn't look silly because of it. So I I don't mm. mind his season four. You know the one with the circles on the shoulders. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and on the elbow yeah, pads. Yeah, on the elbow like pads. That. I quite like that. So again, one that I. I keep meaning to have a go at um, it's certainly better than that awful one where he had that like yellow pvc panel oh, that, going that from was one by shoulder far down to the, the worst that was by that far was the terrible. worst outfit possibly on the show that's <laughs> saying i'm something. looking at it right now yeah, on my reference book yeah no that that, that that was not a good look yeah what episode was that again um it's well you've got callie and uh and jenna in their dresses so this must be the um Freedom City one. Oh right. Okay. No, no, no. The, the, yeah. No, it's the one where they see Dockerley. Ah right. Isn't yes. it? Must be. Yeah. Maybe. Gambit. Yeah. I'm not... Gambit. No, not yes. Gambit. No, it can't be. No, Gan's Gambit's in the photo. The other... Yeah, Gan's. Yeah, no. I where did know. they wear dress? Oh, all right. We're going off on yeah. a tangent. Let me get we to are. the quote. Uh, this is from Michael. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a quote. Re- re- regarding his outfits. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of my favourite costumes was the first one I had. The one I wore on the prison ship for two episodes. It was very simple. It must have cost them about 25 pence. And I remember it had a couple of canteen plastic stirrers stuck onto it, like a prison badge, and then spray painted. Oh, I'm going to have to look for that now. Did you not know that? They no, are I didn't the. Know. 
you remember in the 70s you had white plastic yeah, uh, yeah. stirrers and it had like a, where, where the spoon cup bit would be on a spoon it had like a little grid yeah there, and there were holes all the way down the handle of it yeah yeah if you look closely oh, he's got one one, one face in one way one face in the other way ever ready for a cup of tea yes yes um and one last thing june from june hudson okay um Apparently, her colour concepts for Michael Keaton were always browns, russets, fawn, fawn, and some maroons. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 an earth tones person. Yes, yeah. And and he says, I remember June was involved with hardcore leather because I went down there for a costume. I think they made my trousers, which were made out of some sort of chamois leather and some leathery tops. I once went down there for a fitting and took my six-year-old daughter, Lisa, with me. They were all a bit concerned about her seeing the photos of blokes in leather thongs. They didn't want to confuse my daughter, which was rather sweet of them, really. <laughs> yes, yes. Hmm. So, yes, I mean, I, I remember a quote from um, Paul Darrow when Michael Keaton had his chamois leather outfit and, and saying, can you go and slide across the boot of my car, <laughs> you know, the bonnet of my car, and give it a buff? Yes. Um, all right, on to his uh, uh, film work and TV work. Um, did you know he was in Julius Caesar with Charlton Heston? Oh, I didn't, know. Yeah, he, he played a plebeian oh. in that. Yes. Alpha grade? Or Delta I don't grade. know, <laughs> yes. Um, before we get to the genre tally, uh, I was looking at his IMDb listing. There, there was one role which jumped out at me, and, and I, I would love it to be on YouTube so I can put a link. He was in an episode of Rainbow. Oh, right. brilliant. Do you know who he played? Who he played? Who he played in Rainbow. No idea. His character's name. He played Detective Inspector Frost. Really? He yeah. was the original Frost. He was the original I, Frost. See, now I want to know what the <laughs> story... Rainbow. I want to know what the storyline involved that they had to call in a Detective Inspector. It, it, yes. Because trouble they, was yeah, sweeping. They, they don't... <coughs> oh, no, Rainbow was uh, Zippy and... Bunker oh, was Zippy, George, sorry. Yeah. What am I saying? But, yeah, sorry. but they generally, detective inspectors, don't get involved in minor crime. So what the hell happened? What had Bungle been doing? Yeah, where did where did Jeffrey touch him? I don't know. <laughs> Can you point on this drawing? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, oh, I hope it's on YouTube. I've, I, I, I must try amazing. and seek it out. Yes, all right. Uh, genre tally is very meagre. Yeah, I, I always think of Michael Keaton as being in other science fiction-y things. No, I can't. I, can't. I mean, he's in, he's in Doctor Who and he's in Blake 7. I can't really think of him anything else. Other than there was Enders. one more. There was one more one that more. he did before Doctor Who. Uh, and it's a show we mentioned quite a lot. Is it going to be like Out of the Unknown or something like that? No, it's Doomwatch. Doomwatch. Oh, right. I've not. I am going to have to get that 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 box set of yeah. Doomwatch just like to watch it, yeah. for the Blake Seven uh, people. It used yeah, to be a good show. They, they, I started collecting them on VHS. You know, when they were doing two episodes on. Oh yeah, yeah. On the tape, and I got about four or five volumes in, and I couldn't afford them. All, so. No, I've never, I've never owned it on video at all. So, all right. So yeah, genre tally is three. Um, Mutoid level. It is mutoid level, yes. Uh, who tally of one? But then he's got an EastEnders yeah. tally because, of course, vicar. he was Doc Cotton's Reverend, vicar. Reverend Stevens. Yeah. He played in that. Well, I, um, at the um, Maximum Power, so I asked him about this because I said um, uh, Anne liked him as the vicar and was sad when he went. And he said the BBC told him they said, uh, "Good news, your character's going to um, uh, Australia." Australia, wasn't it? yeah. 
Yeah. And he thought, oh, excellent. We'll do some down under filming. <laughs> and then he goes, hang on, what do you mean? And they said, oh, we're writing you out of it. And they, they present to him as if it was good news that the character was having a life change. <laughs> oh, can you imagine his face oh, falling? Poor little BBC. Michael. Oh, bless him. Bless him. Yeah, EastEnders tally of 54 he got yeah. for that. Um, I don't watch EastEnders. I've never seen him in it. Um, it was always nice to see him in it. It was always nice. He didn't appear in it a lot, but it was always nice when he did appear. Because it's like, yay, Villa. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, ratings now. Right now, just like last week, I'm assuming you know if that you haven't put Villa below like five. Is well, he in your he's, top five? He, he's close to slave. No, he's not. He's in my top five. <laughs> he is in your top five. Yeah. Uh, just to remind folk before we do this, this is our our, our ratings. Yeah, my, mine's in the top five as well. So at, right now, uh, my number one is Servalan. Then Travis Mark one, then Sulin, then Orak, then Cali. That's my top yep. five. And you go Travis Mark two, Cali, Travis Mark one, Servalan, Sulin. Yes. All right. So, who's your number five then, Ian? Uh, I'm going to have to work. So, who was my number four? Your, <laughs> I've turned the page over. Your, you went Travis Mark two. All right. Yes. Cali, Travis Mark one. Servalan, Sulin. All right, Servalan's number five. Servalan's dropped to five. Yep. All right. And my number five is Orac. Orac, right. So Orac's dropped. Who's your number four? Uh, hold on. God. Above Servalan, to... before, yeah. above, so, so it was Travis Mark one. So has Travis yeah. Mark one dropped yes, down? Yes, he's dropped. He's dropped one. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> um... My number three is Travis Mark One. Excellent. Okay. So, we're, oh, so, so we're equal. No, 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 right. no. So, 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 oh no, sorry. Oh, God. Right, shall we start again? Shall we start number again? five. Let me, hang on, let me write down what my ones were. I mean, it'd be oh, easy we... if I just told you, but it wouldn't be very. So five was Sulin. Five, Four was five... Servalan. Yeah. Three was three Travis. Three was Travis Mark two. One. Mark One. Two was. Two was Cali. Cali. One was number one was Travis, Travis. Mark okay. two. Okay, now sorry I'm, about now this, I'm listener. A, sorry about this. I'm even sure you can edit it to make us look less like idiots. No, 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 no. We don't edit stuff. Okay. Come on, let's go then. So number five you said was Servalan. Uh, yes. <laughs> so five Servalan. Servalan. Five for me. Orac. Right. Right. Four for you. Did you say Travis Mark? Travis one? Mark one. All right. And four for me is Sulin. Okay. Yep. Number three then. Cali. Who's your number three? Three is Cali. And that's where my Travis Mark one is. Right. Is at three. That's, that's where right. we got off track, yes. So now then, right, God, this the is, big question yeah. for the listener is what have you done next? Have you got has Villa supplanted Travis Mark two or not? So what's your number two, Ian? Number two is Travis Mark two. He's been toppled. He's finally been toppled. I love, you know, I love Brian Crouch. I love, you know, my love for Travis Mark too, but my love for Villa surpasses. Mm. My love for Villa goes back to first watching Blake Seven. Whereas, mm. as you know, my love for Travis Mark too is a fairly recent thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, Villa, I, I, I think he's going to be a hard one to topple, but possibility. You sh- 
you're talking about Brian and Michael Keating. You should have gone to that thing that Ian did, you know, in November. I I was standing there. I had Villa to my left and Brian to my right, you know. All right, so that means Villa is your number one. Villa is number one. So who's your number two? Servalan. For exactly the same reason, Villa has pushed Servalan. Servalan was at number one just for one week before being pushed out of the way by Villa. We finally agree on our number ones. number one. We are joined in our uh, love for Villa. I suppose it'd be interesting to see whether whether our love for Avon or Blake is greater than our love for Villa. There's only two more to go. Interesting stuff. Difficult weeks ahead. Difficult weeks ahead. Yep, two more weeks of this. And yeah, yeah. All right, okay. So that's it. That's us nearly done. But I've got two shout-outs before we go. Two, excellent. Yes, yes. Um, First, a shout-out to Ken Deep. I thought it was going to say Ken Dodd. No. Is he dead? (laughs) He he got the Ouija board You have to shout very loud, yeah. Yes. No, Ken, Ken over on Facebook. He's one of our supporters and, uh, and, um, and contributor to our poll because, of course, we've um, yes. we've started our uh, question things that we've we launched. We've had some good responses. And we've had some good mm. responses. So, yeah, folk, if you don't know what we're talking about on Facebook, there's a whole bunch of questions we'd like your answers to. So thank you for that, Ken, for contributing. Um, and he's, he's uh, said on Facebook, a fun take on one of the greatest television shows of all time. So Fair thank enough. you very much, thank Ken. Thank you, Ken, yes. Yes, and then yesterday, I sent it to you yesterday. You did, yeah. Uh, we, we got a massive message on our Neozaz uh, page uh, from somebody who goes by the name of Harky. Quite the, this is possibly the lengthiest review comment we've ever had, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. I think it's, it's certainly longer than Ken's. <laughs> Shall I read it out? Yeah, that's probably... Yeah, and yeah, we'll comment worth, on it. It's, it, it, it's, it's quite... Yes, yeah, because this is lovely, Harky, and yeah. th- thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much, much for this. Um, so she says, or he says, um, Dear Ian and Eric, I'm sadder than sad that your podcast will soon be ending. I've listened to all the Blake 7 podcasts and enjoy yours the most. We're sad that it's ending as well, we um, but, but it, we all, are going to come back occasionally, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, all good things have to end. Yes, yeah. Now, Harky is a true fan because... The uh, comment goes on to say, I take Blake Sevens on cassettes too, but I went a step Classic. further and transcribed each episode so I could uh, enjoy them as a script. That's dedication. That is dedication because I've tried transcribing things before and it's a hard, hard job. So mm. well done on that. And presumably, if you're doing this at the time you're recording it on cassette, you are doing this either on a typewriter or you're doing yeah. it all by hand. <laughs> no computer. That's true, yes, yes. You're right. Yeah. How yeah. quickly we forget. Indeed. Right. In Australia, we had to wait longer for the series to arrive, but my friend and I have always loved the show. Avon is indeed my favourite character, and the first thing we ever saw on the first computer of our school bought was Blake 7 bloopers followed by the professionals' photos. We were teachers, so we could go to school at weekends. I was going to say, shouldn't the teachers be stopping these kids doing that? <laughs> I like Avon because his character has the best lines in the show and the most interesting hair evolution. Yes, very true. There, there is an evolution of hair. Maybe you know, Harky, we will dedicate a section on our Avon yeah. uh, episode to talk about his hair. I am grateful. Yeah, Harky must be female. I am grateful that Serverland was such a strong female character, and agree wholeheartedly that the other women were nothing more than fruit for the sideboard most of the time. 
I've never heard of that expression. No, that's very good. Very, Fruits for the sideboard. Thing, Do you think yeah. that's an Australian <coughs> one? Yes. I think it must be, yeah. I've certainly not yeah. heard it before. Uh, well, actually, I yeah. did hear it before yesterday when you sent me Yes. Uh, no, you read it before. I and did, you didn't yeah. hear it before. That's very yes. true. Although I do hear my voice when I read in my head. You don't hear my voice? I didn't hear your voice reading it, no. Oh, okay. All right. And yes, there <laughs> what, was some... Incre- what weird. <laughs> what weird thing this is going into. Do you and think yes, in your the- accent? Do I think in my accent? Yeah. No, my accent's Belgian for oh, some right. reason. Oh, okay. That's what a swear you? word. So, um, I think, I think, I think, I think like me. So, okay. so love, lovely hoity-toity accent. Um, hoity-toity. Yeah. You're a, a Villa way back accent. I, uh, yeah, I'm Villa. I'm Villa episode one accent. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, actually, um, when he speaks and... to those guards and says, "Good day." I'm... I'm a, a I've come to blow there. something yeah. up. Yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, back uh, to the plot. Back to Harky. And yes, there were some incredibly sexist episodes with violence towards women unacceptable. It's Jarvik, isn't it? That's what we're talking about. It is. And how the women ever did anything in those evening-style costumes and shoes in the first seasons, I will never know. The jumpsuits, boiler suits were at least practical. True. Oh, yeah. I regularly watch the show, but never the last episode. So in my mind, they are not dead. They are in some kind of TV purgatory of my own making, never ending, but also never beginning again. So I, That's I, a good way of thinking that, about it. I read this, though, and I thought, does Harky mean that she's never seen it, or she just doesn't watch it again? I think she's seen it once. Yeah, I was going to say, because if she's never seen it, I, wow, there's a, there's a Blake 7 episode out there that you haven't seen. You need to go and watch it. You're just in total denial, yes. Yeah. yeah. This is, was an outstanding uh, statement for us, wasn't it? I have listened to your entire yeah. podcast three or four times. I can't be And I'm usually that. in agreement, though I do despair that, of course, your podcast has an almost 100% male POV. Although, yeah, although mm. Anne, I, Anne by, by proxy has had some viewpoints said, and my cat's appeared on it, and she's a little girly. So, mm. And that, my wife uh, will true, comment yes, as yeah. she comes past, usually about Tarrant. Yeah, usually about so, the manly hunk that is the Tarrant. So there is peripheral, yes. peripheral uh, female presence. But, and of course, we had Kelly on for a special. We had Kelly episode, on for a special. We? And also, yeah. we are the least manly men you could get. So. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. As Ruth, who uh, is another peripheral female, yes. she will attest because yeah. she actually saw us in the flesh. She did. Did she not? Yes. Bless her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Harkey <laughs> says, I don't have the Facebook or the Twitter, so I hope this reaches you. Being somewhat of a Luddite, I don't really know how to leave a review, but it would be five stars. So, number one, that's lovely. Five stars. Thank you very much, Harkey. And uh, two, well, it has listened to you, uh, reached you, because if you're listening to this yeah. podcast, yeah, thank you very much, yes, Harkey. Thank, thank you very much. Yes. Um, and uh, she finishes, I'm not a model maker, but I do sew. And so my top project for this year is to create and print some more Blake 7 fabric and sew a dress. Oh. I've sewed my friend a bag and I've made Doctor Who, Star Trek and Star Wars clothes, but no Blake 7. Now, you unfortunately, if you're anorak. not on Facebook, you you need to make sew yourself an anorak and find Facebook and put yeah. the pictures on it. Yes. Yeah. And you can see all the pictures of stuff that uh, we've made. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the appeal for Harky is that she only hears us and she doesn't know what we look like. She hasn't gone on Facebook. She's, maybe never, seen, she'll... she's never seen your helmet. She's never seen my helmet yeah. and she's never seen you in your uh, leathers. That's true. So, yeah. Or your bin liner. Or my bin liner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that's going to be a hot outfit, that is. Oh, God. Oh, yes. <laughs> Why yeah. did I choose that one? 
Yeah, so, uh, and she finishes, I'm so looking forward to your final crew episodes and countdowns of your favourite characters. Thanking you kindly, Harkey. No, thank you, Harkey. That was a lovely, lovely message. I think it's weird, isn't it, that we've got people in Australia listening, in America listening. Wales. Wales listening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're of an era where, um, like, in in our, when we first started sort of viewing this stuff, no internet, I mean, if you wanted to call Australia, you had to book a line. Remember that? Mm. Um, yeah. So it's it's amazing these things. It's so easy now to go around the world. Yeah, almost instantly yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, you know the the questions that we're doing now, and the people were replying to. You got Megan over there in Australia. Yeah. Um, you know, she she's responded already. Yeah. So yeah, no, you're absolutely right. If, if we would, if this wasn't a podcast, if if, if this was in a day, it would have been a, a fanzine, wouldn't it? We would have absolutely we would stapled have, together. Ta- yeah, we would have had to have typed these out. And can you imagine doing a poll on that and trying to get stuff in? You'd have to do it by post and wait. And yeah, yeah, amazing. What a it futuristic wonderland we live in. Yes, we're not in the second calendar, but it's still no. great. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, that's us done for yeah. today. Um, quite a long episode. We're coming up to an hour and a half. So with the audio clips in, we're more likely one forty, one forty-five. So he's worth it, so any old villa. He worth is it. worth it. Yeah, yeah. We'll be talking about him next week yeah. because uh, we you know, we've, we've had Villa this week, so it's no surprise to learn that tomorrow we're going to be uh, next week. We're doing Kerr Avon, so yeah. we'll Avon be talking Kerr about Villa again. Uh, villa again next week, won't we? Well, I'm they're, sure. they're intricately linked, aren't they? They most certainly are, and I'm not giving anything away, but you know, with the uh, results coming in uh, for these questions, yeah, when you're talking popular characters, yeah. they're almost side by side in the scorings. We you know, sort of knew they would Somebody gets a seven, be. the other one gets yeah. a six. You know, <laughs> it's not very often that they, that their uh, votes are widely apart. No, but again, I think it's because they're inexplicably linked together, aren't mm. they? They most certainly yeah. are. Yes, yeah. All right. Nice okay. So, seven days time. Kerr Avon. Um, yes. Penultimate. Yeah. No. no, not penultimate because we're doing the. It's the penultimate in characters. Penultimate but character, not yeah. in the show. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. All right then. Nice one. All right. S- see you all next week yeah. then. See you next Bye-bye. week. Bye. Thanks then. Bye. We are recording, so off you go. Liberator, this is Villa. I'm stick. I must get these teeth replaced. (laughs) Take two. (laughs) Liberator, this is Villa. I'm stuck with the Blake 7 podcast. Honey, teleport now! That was very good, Michael, apart from it's Blake 7 in character. Oh, I haven't put it. It's Blake 7 in character. Sorry, you did read it right. I... Oh, so I should say... Blake Seven in character podcast. Oh, right. I I like the emotion at the end. That was rather good. Okay. I felt that, didn't you? You felt his distress. Do you want me to write that in for you? In in case that works. In case. 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 In